Uh, it's got uh, January 27, 2022. I wanted to start the show right off the rip. We're just going to dive right in. We're not even going to have weather chat or old man chat. Um, we just completed, the, the wife and I just completed the, yeah. our first week of HelloFresh, the meal delivery service. Do you have any experience with any of Hello, like HelloFresh or any of their competitors? Proud sponsor tonight's pod, by the way. Did we talk about this <clears throat> last week? I don't know. Did we? I don't think so. Maybe it was off pod. We spoke about HelloFresh. It may have been off uh, pod. I have had, we had, what was the one that I think went out of business? I don't know. Blue Balls. Blue Apron? Blue, that was one. Blue Apron, yeah, that was it. You did that? Okay. We had Blue Apron a few times. Interesting. How was, it was that? It was fine. It was fine. I mean, um, I think the culinary offerings have gotten more diverse. Mm. Like there's a lot more with like vegetarian options. Blue Apron was always a little, a little meaty, sketchy on the uh, <laughs> vegetarian option. Well, like much a meat. lot of vegetarian options, they're like, here's some vegetables and some pastas. Like I don't need a fucking meal kit to do that. I can do that myself. It's true. It's very true. But I know, uh, I think HelloFresh is a bunch of different like dietary um, requirements if you want gluten-free or vegetarian. It definitely has a lot of gluten-free that I've seen. I've not really paid attention to vegetarian or otherwise for obvious reasons because the wife and I are both meat eaters. But um, yeah, I think one of the, I think one of the ones we have coming next week is actually vegetarian just by chance. So I think uh, the other thing I remember is that there were a lot of like, there's a lot of packaging, like little bottles and plastic things for like pepper or shit that you're like, come on. They definitely um, don't have salt and pepper, but yes, the, the, there's a lot of maybe not ketchup pepper, packet like, sized things. Yeah, it's all separated. Which, I mean, uh, as a, I sh- I'm not going to say environmentalist, but someone who... Uh, cares about waste and packages. Yeah, yeah, cares about waste and stuff. I was like, Jesus Christ. Um, but the food seemed good for the, from what I remember. We didn't do it that often because I think we talked about it. wasn't wasn't super cheap. Yeah, it's more a convenience factor, obviously. Hundo so. P. How how's your experience been? Tell me about the so Hoffman Hello Fresh pros and cons. Uh, both columns have, have contributors. The, uh, I'd say the only, co- wait, wait, before you do that, I just want to say, <clears throat> yes. you look like you're a member of a uh, Cypress Hill tonight. You got the full <laughs> fro flipping out from under a stocking cap. Yeah. My hair's out of control. Right. Now. I mean, they don't, they don't wear Duke, but yeah, the stocking cap. You look insane in the membrane. <laughs> I mean, you're in Colorado, so you could be. Smoking a J as well. I, 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 I mean, you could do that in pretty much any state. But yes, you're absolutely right. That is something that people I mean, in this legally. state have been known to do and are now, yeah, have been able to do legally for longer than any other state. But it is quite chilly, which is why I'm wearing this. Um, we got a bunch of snow today. Anyway, <clears throat> see how I snuck in weather chat there? No, HelloFresh has been, it's been a good experience overall. The food has been very good. The food is very tasty. Um, for some reason, I, I, I either misunderstood or never paid attention to and didn't care about kind of the prep and prep time. Like we definitely have spent more time 
in the kitchen. We got we got the four pack, so we get four meals a week. We've definitely spent more time in the kitchen doing the preparation than we have ever for a week's worth of meals. <laughs> um, and that's for two reasons. First of oh, all, because it's they say like 30 minutes, but that doesn't include 20 minutes of prep time or something. No, they actually HelloFresh breaks it down into prep time and cook time. But the, obviously the, yeah. the the prep time is and cook time both can be a little longer than <laughs> than what they describe because we are not culinary experts by any stretch of the imagination. But um, but no, that I, I just didn't really I didn't really think about and or understand how long some of that stuff might take. So it's been you know there's a lot of chopping of vegetables and heating up meats and we're using a lot more dishes than we would typically for the things that we cook. Um, and, and the other reason yeah, I, yeah, that sucks when you have to wash a bunch of dishes. Yeah. It's yeah, it's not good. Um, cause for the most part, pots and pans aren't, I mean, you can put them in the dishwasher, but it doesn't always get them clean. And, and we do, but, uh, but we have like, we have a large pan that will not fit in our dishwasher. And we've used that. I think three of the four nights just out of necessity. And, Um, so that's, that's a definite downside. Just wait until you start making baby food or bottles. Well, for a while, it's a lot of dishwasher. For a while, the wife will be making the baby food, but, um, but that's, it's not not as long as you think. I know, but that's not the only downside. I mean, I'm sorry. That is really the only downside. It's just the amount of time (laughs) because it's not the only downside, but well, I guess the dishes would be a secondary downside. I hadn't really thought about that. But yeah, when when it's all said and done, like like you said, because of the packaging, it's it's a yin yang. Like once you're done with the packaging, it all fits into the 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 larger bag that it all comes in, and then that's your trash. Like uh, and that's it's just trash Bye-bye. and dirty dishes. There's no empty jars or empty packaging if you're if you were making the the dinner on your own. So, but the 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 plus side is it's fairly healthy. I mean. Not that we eat would have you know have been eating unhealthy meals necessarily, but it's definitely healthy. It's balanced, but it's it's the seasoning that's definitely the key, I think, to these sorts of things. Like you're making glaze. Like tonight we had, for example, we had honey thyme rosemary pork medallions. So you literally fancy. I know. So you literally had two pieces of pork that you cooked, and then wait. Honey time, like T H Y M E. T H, not, yeah, honey not time. honey time. No, honey, honey thyme, <laughs> as I kept joking. Honey thyme, pork medallions. Um, but so you, when you were finished cooking the pork, you then using the same pan, you put in like a ch- uh, chopped up garlic, um, some like chicken stock, and then honey to make the glaze and like cook that for a little bit. And time, sorry, obviously, um, to make the glaze. And then obviously when you're finished, you cut up the pork and the medallions and then you kind of drizzled this honey thyme. I can't, every time I say honey thyme now, I'm thinking T-I-M-E. This honey thyme yes. glaze on top of it. And it was, it was banger. It was a banger, man. It was fire. So what, what, what was the, uh, what were the side dishes for the honey thyme? There were green beans. And uh, Yukon Gold Potatoes. Yeah, that's, that's right in your wheelhouse. Yeah. I mean, it's very... Tater, I'm assuming roasted potatoes? Yes, you roasted the potatoes for like 10 minutes and then you threw the 
You actually roasted the beans as well. Then you threw the beans in with the Sauteed potatoes. beans or something. For another 10 minutes. Oh, roasted and... Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, it was very good. Again, very balanced. You know, you got your meat, you got your starch, you got your your vegetable in there. Veg. And the other thing... Meat, starch, veg. All right. Veggie. The other thing that I was also concerned about when when considering ordering this is, you know, I was like, all right, I'm sure it's a, you know, they've measured it out. So it's... 800 calories or a thousand, you know, whatever it is. I'm like, but I, I typically eat like 1800 calories. Like I, I eat bigger portions than your average bear, but all four meals that we've had this week were, were plenty. 1800 calories. I'm just a meal? joking, but I'm just saying, <clears throat> I mean, maybe I'm not joking for some of my meals, but you know, I'm, I'm a bigger <laughs> portion kind of guy, which you could, you would tell by looking at me. Um, but I was worried about that, but no, it's very, it's, 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 it's the right amount. Like I'm not stuffing my face. It's a generous portion. And it's very filling. And last night we had uh, tostadas, beef tostadas. It was like beef and green peppers and onions. And then you put it on top of a nice crisp to- tostada. And I thought they, for a serving for two, I thought they gave you four tostadas, you know, two per person. They gave you six, which was like, last night was by far the one that took me closest to the peak of like, all right, I'm stuffed. Because it was a lot of food. It was a lot of food. But um, yeah, it's been a good experience. Again, we had pork tonight. Tostadas last night. The first night was a chicken chicken over um, over pasta dish that was very good. I can't remember what the seasoning was, but there was a balsamic tomato glaze over the chicken that was very tasty. And Look at you eating real food. Like a real <clears throat> I know, boy. like an adult, finally. Four plus just a can of Chef Boyardee and decades in. First of all, canned ravioli. I, please, no. I have not eaten canned Chef Boyardee in a very long time, actually. For at least two weeks. Certainly since I've been married. Um, <laughs> and probably well before then. Certainly since I've lived out here. I've not had Chef Boyardee. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, maybe. <laughs> Wait, you haven't lived there that long. <clears throat> How long have you lived there? Six years? Seven and a half years. Yeah. Eight oh, years in really? May. Yeah, it's fucking time flies. How long have you lived in uh, Studio B? Five years? Six years? Shit adds uh, up, man. Our... True. This May will be seven years. Yeah. Adds up quick. So That's a long-ass time. I know. Is that right? I have no six idea. Years. This May will be six years. Oh, and I, I'd forgotten, but now I, I now remembered. And the fourth meal... Just to get back before I forget, was also pork, but it was like a. Wait, they had Taco Bell fourth meal. Yes, it was. Um, um, this was on Tuesday night. We had this. It was like an Asian dish over rice. It was very good. The spices. I don't. I don't remember what they were. I don't know what it was called, but it was very yummy. So, yeah, coming out hot out the box. Week one, four meals, they very give tasty. You all the good meals in the beginning, and then you're just gonna get. Well, but Can't every every Tuesday they send you an email and you have until the next day to select the four meals for the next week. And so I don't remember what I've selected for next week. I'm not going to bore people with that. But like you, if you don't like the four that they've selected for, you can you can switch them out. You can swap them out for something else as long as you do it before 24 hours after you get the email. So Do they have machine learning to learn what you like? They do. They do. The algorithm and they will have, pick your food yeah, for you? Yeah, they have favorites. If you tend to pick so, things more wait, often. Yeah. I don't give a shit anymore. Um, the, uh, Love it. 
so you get you're getting four meals a week. So yes. what are, what are we eating the other? Th- are we eating out the other three evenings or? So yeah, so we, uh, this we did talk about one night. This we did talk about on the pod last week. Because um, I literally asked you how often do you I guys forgot. eat out. Yeah, and I was like, do you always have a Friday? Because you were talking about how you got Chick Fil A that night, Chick Fil A and Five Guys. Oh yeah, we which, out tonight, obviously. Obviously, because it's Thursday night. Thursday and Friday, as per the protocol. But no, we always, as well, we discussed yeah, last we, week. I mean, I think I told you my older daughter was getting tutored, tutored on Thursdays. <laughs> tutored. Um, <laughs> uh, is that what she calls it? She gets tutored? So, no, no. no. Uh, she is a 2T. But, um, so we've been eating out because the tutor leaves around 530, which I don't know. My wife, I think, was just like, I don't feel like cooking. And I don't really do much cooking, so. To everyone's surprise. Um, so. I mean, I know a lot of people like cooking, but I don't enjoy cooking. Yeah, I hate it. If I cook, it's going to be like. Spaghetti. Grilled cheese or pasta. All right, hang on. Or hang on. Zach Morris, time out. Breakfast. Grilled cheese is not cooking. <laughs> I don't think that counts. I know you have to I get know, a that's pan what I'm out. Saying. Like if I make dinner, if I make dinner, it's going to be something. Super basic. basic. Yeah. Some basic bitch shit. That's cool. Um, anyway, to answer your question, yes. So the, the plan is, so these, our food gets delivered Mondays. So the plan is to, to have it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We always get something either delivered or to go on Friday. And then, you know, the weekends, man, who knows? Who knows? Grab just bag, baby. With it. Yeah. Just rolling with it. You never know what we're going to do on a Saturday or a Sunday. With the homies. Yes. With the homies, indeed. So... Anyway, so yeah, uh, big ups to proud sponsor tonight's pod, HelloFresh. Week one went well. We'll talk about it again in a few weeks and see if it's still going well. I'll uh, check in as things develop. So the ongoing saga of the meal delivery service. If you listeners out there have any experience, positive or negative, let me know. I did after I ordered the HelloFresh because there was a deal, obviously. That's why I jumped in. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, the main you reason is... You get, like, a discount if you refer 27 you, other You actually do. MLM. It's definitely a pyramid scheme, but I'm not I'm not trying to do that. Although I should use the pod to do this. Not a bad idea. So, yeah. If you want my HelloFresh coupon code or reference code, please uh, shoot us an email. Thebropodnetwork. I know you don't have it, but... Yeah, but I, that's what I'm saying. I wasn't, even, I wasn't even thinking about that. But, no, I, I since I ordered HelloFresh, because the phone is always listening, I now get a myriad of ads on Instagram and Facebook for their competitors like uh, Eaterly, I think is how one, that, that one's pronounced. Um, I can't think of Blue Apron, I guess, is not one of them. But there there are other competitors I, out there. I don't think Blue Apron exists anymore. I just know because it used to advertise on every single <clears throat> podcast and I haven't heard an ad for it's a good it point. in a while. So I think you're right. It must have been bought out or something. I, I don't recall seeing any of those ads. Now Todd's going to look it up. He'll confirm for us or deny um, but I have seen several. Oh, I think Blue Apron was became HelloFresh. Oh, really? Well, there you go. That's interesting. Mm, almost. Let me let me check. Okay. That. Todd's fact checking. Although everything we hear on the pod is true, as far as we know, which is not very far. Um, but yeah, so I've I've seen some ads for others. So it's possible that after this one ends just as a matter of saving some money and seeing if there's a similar product at a lower price out there that I might uh, switch to one of the other 
competitors and see how that works out. I mean, I think the idea is all the same that, um, you know, ingredients are delivered and you make the stuff. Oh, and by the way, you were talking about the environmental impact, the packaging. Yeah, Blue Apron still exists. Sorry. Okay. Well, maybe I'll Just, try Blue Apron. I don't know. They, I think they are, <clears throat> they had the, they, they had the early, the early they had the lead. and they wanted to become the Kleenex of yes. at home meal kits, but their competition did it better quickly. Yeah. I mean, they're not out of business, but I don't think they have as strong a hold on the market as they once did. Maybe you just don't know what their, what their foothold is anymore because now everything here on podcasts are about mattresses as opposed to food delivery services. No, I mean... Casper and the like. That's, that's not even new. I know. That's been there for a while, too. Uh, I just think, yeah, I, obviously you're using HelloFresh. Like when I, when I Googled Blue Apron, the first thing that came up, it was an ad, was HelloFresh. Was HelloFresh. Like there the, you go. The first listing was HelloFresh. The second one was Martha Stewart and Marley Spoon, also an ad. I'm assuming that's a Martha Stewart co-branded food. Sounds tip. like it. Seems pricey based on name alone. <clears throat> but uh, anyway, so I might try another one. Who knows? But it's it's a cool idea. I think, you know, you definitely pay a little premium, but A, you get a variety of different meals. HelloFresh comes with, um, you know, a, a, like a, a, printouted, a printed out sheet uh, on nice. Yeah, Blue Apron does too. Yeah, that explains step by step how to do it with pictures. And we're saving those, the idea being if we, not if, when we eventually end our HelloFresh membership, we'll now now have this cookbook essentially. When the discount goes away, we'll of have things a, that we can that we can do. I mean, that's that's basically just have what it to is. have someone send us the individually wrapped proportion portion. No, we can buy, and I, we even joked about it tonight. It's like you know, there's all these Mike or last night with the tostadas. There were all these tiny little ingredients. It's like we don't really need this. Like, like there was a uh, you can make a, a crema. That's what they called it. The Jamie, whatever the Jamie yeah. used, I did not because of the base. The base was sour cream, which I do not like. But it had all these other small things. What the fuck is wrong with you? You have the taste buds of an eight-year-old. I know. And Prima I love delicious. every minute of it. No, it's not. And so Jamie made it as it was described. But at the end of the day, she was like, I, I could have just used sour cream and gotten the same, the same effect here. So stuff like that. You know, you don't need every single ingredient. You just buy the main stuff and recreate the meals. Because look, an issue that we have had for years of living together is every Sunday, it's like, all right, we got to make our way to the grocery store and get meals for the week. What do you want? I don't know. And like 50% of the time, it's like, how about spaghetti? Because spaghetti is so easy. You can make it once and it's two meals. And so it's like, all right, so that's Monday, Tuesday. And then we just have to figure out a Wednesday and a Thursday. And like, we're trying to be healthy. We're trying to mix it up, just you know. slogging through life. <laughs> <laughs> just pounding down carbs in the form of noodles every single day. But that's why I asked you last week, right, like what, we how you guys talk do about something else. I do not give a fuck about your meal kits. Okay, fine. We'll do, um, we'll do a Scott only pod next week where I'll do 90 minutes on HelloFresh <laughs> and every ingredient and every detail. Lowest listenership ever. Okay. What do you want to talk about? Let's get even lower. Anything else? I mean, we got some, we got some, uh, listener emails, which I enjoyed very much. Well, let's hear him. I don't know if you saw it. Let's share him. No, I didn't, but I'm going to look right now. 
Uh, should I read it to you? Let me, I had it up a second ago. Nope, I got it. Can I close? <laughs> I'm reading it right now. <clears throat> uh, <laughs> shall we just answer these questions in order? By the way, you could, as as our number one fan has done again here, thank you, Stephen, for catching up. Uh, you can shoot us an email yourself, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com, thebropodnetwork at gmail. It's funny, I, I checked this on Saturday or Sunday because I hadn't checked in a while. And it's funny that he just sent one last night. So I'm glad we waited a pod till today. Um, it's on my phone, so. Oh, yeah, it doesn't hit my phone. I have to, just, I have to switch accounts. email pops up, most of them ads. Yes, normally. Okay. For, all right. For, first question, not surprising <laughs> for Stephen, who. Uh, so let me. So this is from ahead, our, our number one fan, yes, Stephen Levin. Please do. Uh, I have to say, I mean, I love this email. It's very complimentary of me and <laughs> things that I've talked about on the pod. So please, fans, send in more. Hang on. I haven't even read this so now. A dear Tom. Knock Scott down. All right. Fuck you, Stephen. Now that I'm reading the full thing, <laughs> the final two lines, you can go to hell. Anyway, okay. We'll start with the beginning. <laughs> Work our way through. Okay. What is Scott's aversion to pocket knives? Again, St- Stephen lives in they the mountains. so useful. Stephen lives in the mountains of North Carolina. He he goes on, on, on nature hikes with his sons and his wife. Um, his sons who I've never met. But his lovely wife. I know he's not slaying him, but like that makes sense. Deer. You can come across a black bear. You live in oh fucking God. suburbia. And your your only use case was like, well, when I go to the airport, that was the only story you had related to pocket knives, which is the one place in America you cannot take a pocket knife. And opening packages, by knife. the way, that was your that was your other use yeah, case. That's mostly what I use it for. I used it uh, several times today, mostly opening things. But you know, <laughs> no, hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna call bullshit. Tell me, besides opening things, what else did you use it for today? I'm not going to agree to this mostly opening. Today I didn't it was use exclusively it for anything else. Opening things. I'm trying to think of other okay. use cases. Exactly. Thus far, it's mostly been opening things. But yeah, there's a lot of stuff you got to open these days. No shit. We get packages all the time. That's what the scissors are for. What else do you use scissors for nowadays? Not your kids. I'm sure they use uh, they do crafting and things. What do you use scissors uh, cutting for? Cutting things. I, so I was, <laughs> I made these, um, I have, I have, uh, oh, shit. several of the, uh, I forget what they're called now. The Ikea record shelf things. They're mm-hmm. like the cubes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they, they, I, I got fed an ad on Instagram for these. Um, I think it's from like Turntable Revival. They have these like wooden blocks you can put in the back of them so that you can, it's sort of a stop gap or a, a, a stop for your records. So when you push your records in, they hit that and they don't, they're all equally lined up in the front. I got you. Yeah, so yeah. I was like, well, I'm not paying for these. I can make my own. So I bought some like some sort of plasticky trim at Lowe's and just double-sided tape it to the back of the cubes. Okay. So my records are neatly lined up. Um, but the first double-sided tape I used was not strong enough. And several of them, like just when I pushed the records and they just Went popped right up the other side. Yeah. So I I remembered that today I had I had a few minutes, and I I retaped some of them, cut the tape the double sided tape with with scissors today. So that is one thing I use scissors for. I did not use my pocket knife. Hmm, interesting. But it's right there, Todd. The other it's thing so I use convenient. Scissors for is 
It's clipped onto your uh, pocket or your pants. Printing a return label. I will trim that with a pair of scissors. Okay. I'm just saying, scissors are different than a pocket knife. Pocket knife's good for slicing and dicing, not necessarily for trimming. Like cutting apples to give to your children after you've skinned a deer with the same knife. (laughs) (sighs) Anyway, so Stephen obviously knows how useful a pocket knife is. Again, as he should. As he should. I'm saying your use cases for them are so ridiculous. please write in and tell us all the super mundane things you're using your knife for. So Scott will shut the fuck up. Yeah, please do. I'd love to hear that. And hopefully he's going to now that he's caught up. I, I assume. Yes. He, the, he notes that clearly you haven't had to open any children's toys. Also good for that. Many. Uh, what, what does that mean? Especially dolls and stuff. I mean, a little okay. young for a baby. They will be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They'll Shrink be, wrapped. Uh, not, no, they're like tied down with little plastic ties. Oh, yeah. And. 20 million places <laughs> now so you could also use scissors for this but some of those things are pretty small so a knife would be useful mm. for getting in those nooks and crannies right because sometimes a scissor a pair a scissor i don't really like the plural uh, version that way but sometimes you do <laughs> yeah. a scissor won't fit in those tight spots they're basically like um zip tied down to the box yeah you, you put lashings on cinderella and tire a fixer to uh, a cardboard backing i understand i get it i've seen that not too different from uh when you say it's in many places it reminds me of when you get a new shirt like a dress shirt and there's pins there's 47 fucking pins in that dress shirt yes that's the worst you don't need a knife for that how many dress how many dress shirts are you wearing these days these days none actually but uh, actually, I'm technically Cypress. wearing one now. This, this shirt has a it's a button-down shirt. Did it have pins in it when you got it? Uh, I don't know. It was a gift, so maybe. Probably not. What do you mean you don't know? Did someone unwrap it for you before they gave it to you? That's a good point. No, I just don't. I don't. I don't remember what the packaging was. It may have though. But it's got buttons. I got a couple buttons off top. Yeah, <laughs> buttons does not equate to pins. I think it was wrapped around a piece of cardboard, as you would. Is it made of poplin? Say what? Is it made of poplin? I don't even know what that is, so probably not. (laughs) It's a dress shirt material. Poplin? The hell is that? Yeah. Uh, Hemp? I don't don't actually know what. I think it's like a cotton. Oh, okay. Todd's looking up poplin. Poplin is a plain woven fabric, typically a lightweight cotton with a corded surface. Mm. Is that spelled P O P L A N? For those at home, L-I-N. L-I-N, okay. I feel like you should throw a second P in the middle there, just for just for effect. Poplin. Anyway, okay. Um, that is how it's spelled, P-O-P-L-I-N. I said a second P, P-O-P-P-L-I-N, apostrophe. Then I'd buy it. <laughs> it would be pronounced the same, you dipshit. I know. That's I'm, I'm saying, just you, for effect. I literally said just for effect. It be Poplin. Poplin, poplin, pop, poplin. Anyway, I'm poplin off the top. Now I'm gonna say it. Can we talk about anything but poplin shirts at this point? Okay, so we we continue with Stephen's email. Thank you for the fan mail again, of course. And he says, first of all, I, I'm glad he asked this because I'm sure people wonder how this process works. Again, 
as many of you know, because I've joked around about it before, but it's 100% factual. Todd's participation in this podcast is for the 85 to 95 minutes where we were talking, and then he does absolutely nothing until we start the next podcast. The editing, true. the uploading, the writing of the description of the show, the all the, uh, what do you call it, the hashtags, and the titling of the show all falls on me. So Stephen asks, how was the title of the last episode, Gang Bangs on TikTok? First of all, I thought once that gem came out, I was like, we have to figure out a way to leave that in, and so why not make it the title of the show, Gang Bangs on TikTok? Um, but apparently at some point you said, Suzuki make, however you pronounce that word, the sauce you put on euros, Suzuki making room, which I don't even remember. What, what, ha- what were we That's talking about? Listen to me. Should I? I think that's weird. We were talking about uh, strip clubs and the the strip club near my office. Ah, uh, which serve food. Euros. Yes. yes. And we were talking about the the champagne room. I see. <laughs> I wasn't listening because I I remember that conversation, of course, but I do not remember that at all. I don't remember you making that quote at all. And that may have been in the running for the episode yeah. title. Um, but yeah, so he's, uh, he was, it he made was, made him LOL. It made him LOL. He said we should have used that as the title. And again, it's tough. You know, you get nine. read his description though. Fucking comedy. Fucking gold. comedy gold. We don't know what he's referencing there. Is he referencing the gangbangs <laughs> yeah, on TikTok? <laughs> I don't think so. But if he's saying comedy gold, I will admit you wanted to change topics. I wanted to talk as long as possible about the strip club in Portland. I was asking probing questions, pun intended. I wanted to see what the deal was and what what more we could pull out of the fact that you oh went God. to a strip club for lunch when you were working in Portland, which still kind of blows my mind. So anyway, um, yeah. And then he has he says, "Dear Todd is a fun segment. Dear Scott, meh." So clearly, he's just <laughs> fucking with us both because that's not Steven, possible. Your check is in the mail. Uh, yeah, exactly. Also. Dear Todd has had 12 letters, I think we've read. Dear Scott has only had two. I think they were both hilarious, but we'll see. If we do it again tonight, I don't know. I don't know what's on the docket. We, of course, have no fucking idea what we're going to talk about tonight. No, I got other things we can talk about. Oh, Todd has other things. Okay. So anyway, we'll close it out. Thank you, Stephen. Thank you, Stephen, for writing in. Yes, thank you for the letter. Please send more positive reinforcement for me. I appreciate it. Indeed. And if you'd like to join Stephen... And writing us with questions, comments, criticisms, and the like, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. So what else do you have, Todd? If you got a list of topics, let's uh, let's dive in face first into the no, tzatziki making I, well, room. Oh. Here's a quick one. I was... Uh, Love it. I've been watching Seinfeld, as I want to do sometimes. As have I, yes. <coughs> and there was the episode where... Uh, the NYU reporter overhears. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with that idea that yes. Jerry and George are are, are a gay, gay lovers. Yes, and uh, there's several references to uh, people thinking Jerry is gay because he's neat and thin. Mm-hmm. It's interesting though. I mean, I guess he is thin, but like, I would never describe him as such. I would say he has an average build. I, yeah, I mean, I, he is relatively slight, but he's not like, uh, 
if I'm going to describe someone as thin or more likely skinny, they're like yeah. really skinny. You know what I mean? Like right. I get, you have, I would say roughly the same build as Jerry Seinfeld. Like you're thin, but I, I don't know. It, it struck me as odd that like he, he describes himself that way a couple of times and I hadn't noticed yeah. it before. But when I watched it this time, I was like, yeah, I guess you are. I mean, Kramer's thin too. Kramer's. Like, yeah. Uh, between the two of them, I would say Kramer's then, and believe you me, on that show, there's at least one episode I can think of where you see Jerry without a shirt on. But there are many scenes where you see Kramer in his underwear alone. Um, <laughs> so I can I can say with some level of certainty that, in fact, Kramer is probably closer to the thin description than uh, than Jerry would be. Just because he's, he's, he's several inches taller as well. I wouldn't be shocked if they weighed similar. Yeah, I think Michael amount. Richards is like six five or something. He's really yeah, he's tall. a tall guy. He's a very tall guy. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I. Now that you're bringing this up, I don't. Oh, you he's know, six three. I think Jerry's like five ten or something. Yeah, Jerry's around my size. Probably weighs twenty five pounds more than me, but fair enough. Um, but I, like, was was that true? And then is that different in the nineties than it is today? Like, is the categorization of thin different then than it is now? No, it, it just, again, I I hadn't really thought about it. I just, when I watched it this time, it that stuck out to me for some reason that he's like, because I'm thin, I'm neat, and blah, blah. I think he says something else. I can't remember what it was. But. Right. I eat cereal every day. Also, <laughs> not to, uh, you know, elephant in the room here, is, is thin something associated with homosexuality somehow? <laughs> Like I know, neat kind of uh, has that say, categorization, I mean, I but one of the stereotypes would be neat and like fit, maybe not thin, mm. depending on which like subgroup of. I mean, we're way out of our depth here. Yeah, not being gay, either one of us. Yeah. I by mean, the way, the homosexual like, subculture is like this is great. Keep yeah, thin, neat, well off. <laughs> like you know. You know, like bears are typically chubbier yes, dudes. Indeed. Hairy and bearded, like they look more like me. Right. But I think <laughs> Oh, you do I well think, in the uh, bear community. Yes, that's for sure. <laughs> if not for your wife uh, and I children. Think, I think generally the that uh the stereotype of gay men is that they're if not thin, physically fit, like Yeah. Keep up their bodies. One or the other. Not slovenly. It's interesting. I like your like your average white dude might be. Yeah, like you. It's interesting as not as the, I th- not that all gay men are white certainly. No, you know what I mean. Certainly not. As I think through people in my life, friends, I wouldn't say coworkers, but people I know in the industry. Um, there's only one exception to what what we're describing. The gay industry? What industry? <laughs> no, my industry that I work in. That oh, your industry. Those sorry. men who are homosexual, either that are friends of mine or that work in the industry that I work in. I do not work in the gay industry because there's no such thing as the gay industry. Yeah, I know. I, I was um, joking. When you anyway, said the industry, I didn't know what industry you were talking about. When I think about them, there's there's really only one guy, and I'm, I'm not going to say his name, I'm not gonna, but he's, he's a friend of mine. We were in scouts together, went to elementary, middle school together. Um, it's Tommy Sylvester. It's not Tommy Sylvester, no. Um, he's the only one. him up periodically. And he's like a proud, I, I'm... I, I'm I'm certain I'm not out of left field saying this. He's a proud bear. Like he's a hairier guy. He's a bigger guy now. Um, not big, like fit big, like, you know, he's could stand to lose a few pounds sort of a thing, 
But if I think about everyone else that I think of or that I know of who is homosexual, who I know personally, they are either quite skinny or they're in very, they're, they're in really good shape. So it is interesting that you say that, like, as you were saying, I was thinking, going through my Rolodex of people that I know and, uh, yeah. So it, it stands, it, it holds up, I guess that stereotype, which is, a, I think a very positive stereotype. There your, are positive stereotypes. Is that your rainbow Rolodex? It's not my rainbow Rolodex. No, it's just my mental Rolodex. When I stop, when I pause and think about all the gay That's men in my life. Gay joke. It's, yeah, it's a terrible. Yeah. Not, not offensive. Though. Hang on, Steven, give us the reaction to rainbow <laughs> Rolodex. Maybe we'll name the, name the episode rainbow <laughs> Rolodex. <laughs> Fucking, actually, you no. Say they're all winners. They are definitely not. Actually, we already have a name for the pod this week. It's from a text conversation we had a day or two ago. So that one's already been uh, secured. Oh, yeah. If you recall. Um, so yeah. Okay. That I had that thing that I wanted to okay. bring up. Sure. It Good coverage. Yeah. <clears throat> and then podcast-related topic. Have you seen the uh, Neil Young, Joe Rogan? Yes. Uh, it's not really controversy, but the. Yes. Stand that Neil it, Young took. It hit my feed, not my feed, like I get Google News alerts throughout the day, and that one actually hit. I don't know how those are selected, by the way, but. Beep, 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 yeah. I did see that. Yes. My wife do, and I actually talked about it. want to that. explain the background. So basically, sure. Neil Young um, sent a, he, I guess he posted a letter on his website. Yeah. Somehow, or Twitter his, or something. And it was, I saw it on social media. Um, Instagram that because of the amount of uh, misinformation Joe Rogan is spreading on his podcast by interviewing people who are basically quacks and spreading bullshit about COVID he encourages people young healthy people not to get vaccinated because quote they don't need it this is not something from our podcast I'm just repeating stuff that he has said Yes. Um, Neil Young said that Spotify either needs to ditch Rogan or he's going to take his music off of Spotify and he took his music off of Spotify because they're not going to get rid of Joe Rogan. This seems like something that could have been easily solved to me by just putting a content warning or disclaimer at the beginning of the Joe Rogan podcast. Like, I'm not saying you need to police his speech, but he has such a large audience. It is irresponsible. It's a very large just audience. Just let yeah. him say whatever the fuck he wants unfettered. I, I saw something that his average daily listenership is like 11 million. And um, another spreader of misinformation, Tucker, Tucker Carlson, is like 3 million. So I was like, holy shit. I didn't realize his audience was that much bigger. And I, in the argument that like, well, this is entertainment. It's not news. It's like, but people... There's no, there's the clear lines aren't there anymore. People get their news mm-hmm. from everywhere. You know, I mean, it's of not course, like people are like, uh, I mean, you've had conversations. With people are like, oh, I heard this on a podcast. I mean, they may say specifically, I heard this on Joe Rogan that right, this vaccines don't work or whatever bullshit he's saying. I don't listen to Joe Rogan, but um, I mean, I'm I'm like good for Neil, <laughs> as I, I, mean, I as I said on a Facebook comment like. <clears throat> Uh, our podcast doesn't have the uh, the audience that Joe Rogan. So if if we were, we're to close. spread misinformation, we're it close. doesn't have the uh, the same weight. Right, that he that's has. true. Like it's a, it is a matter of scale. Like it's not of like course. he's picking on whatever far right QAnon podcast. It's this is something that has 
large appeal across, I'd say, a pretty wide spectrum of like political leanings, even because mm-hmm. people like Joe Rogan for some reason. I don't know why, but yeah, I'm assuming he's entertaining. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, fear factor I, to the contrary, but back before he went exclusive to Spotify, he was in my podcast feed. Uh, and just based on who he was interviewing, I, by the way, there are very few. In fact, the PTI podcast, which is part of the interruption, the show on ESPN, Tony Kornheiser and Mike Wilbon, is the only podcast that I will listen to every episode because they're like 20 minutes and it's just a sports show. It's a daily sports show. Virtually none of my other podcasts. You listen to it every day? Not a, not weekends, I'm assuming. No, no. It's just a Monday through Friday and they take a lot of vacations. They've been doing it for 20 years, but um <clears throat> But like, I don't understand people and you might, I think you are one of these people, at least you were maybe with Simmons at one point. I don't have the time to listen to, cause I think Rogan puts out three, four or five episodes a week and they are all like two to three hours long. People that have that kind of free time. I don't get it. I understand how you have that kind of time. <laughs> well, they, they listen while they're working. I'm assuming, I understand, but working out or whatever. Are people working out 10 hours a week? I mean, I work out probably six or seven hours a week, but 10 of my No, but like, plus. so like I would listen to most of the Bill Simmons podcast. He podcasts like three times a week mm-hmm. usually. And they're between. You would listen on your drive. Two hours. On your drive yeah. to and from. When I was driving to work, my commute was 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes an hour, hour 15. Depending on traffic. So yeah. I could knock out a podcast right. or two going to and from work. And I suppose um, and some I, people also I listen. Listen to them at one and a half speed. Things like that. Do you I have the multi speed? Yeah, I, I don't. I don't do that annoying, either. But, but yeah, I've done the the one point two five is not bad. Yeah, I would never recommend on our podcast because you want to hear all the of course nuance, not. But you want to hear the the dulcet tones. Um, although I will admit, when I edit our podcast, I do listen at one point four speed just so I can get <laughs> through it in less than an, an hour and a half. But anyway, my point is, I, we're getting far away from this. The only shows that I would listen I would just scroll through and see if he had a guest on that I was interested in. And that's true with several people who have guests. It's like, like even Mark Marin. I know I talk shit about the WTF podcast, but sometimes like, I think he had Jerry Seinfeld. Like, I'm not going to miss an opportunity to hear a candid conversation with people who I'm really interested in. So I would do the same thing with Rogan, but invariably because they're again, two to three hours long, I'd skip around because he starts out with like, you know, uh, um, like formatted questions. But then before you know it, they're talking about like, you know, what kind of, you know, um, I don't know, what kind of meat do you kill and eat? Like it gets very, or they'll talk, he obviously Rogan is a UFC commentator. He'll go down a UFC road and it's like, I just don't care about UFC. If you like UFC, that's fine. (laughs) I just don't listen or I don't watch and I don't follow it, but he'll talk for 40 minutes with a comedian about UFC and it's like, well, that's not interesting to me. So, um, anyway, all yeah, that to that's, say, that's why the descriptions are useful. I would like, I would skip yes. through baseball segments or right on Simmons. On Simmons. Like yeah. He's talking about the pads like, for 45 minutes shit about yes. wrestling. I'll listen to most football stuff, but yeah, baseball, he can get I'm a little like, deep. I don't care about this. Yeah. They can get a little <laughs> deep. So anyway, um, all that to say that I, I don't think he's just, it's not a two and a half hour podcast where he's spewing stuff about, about COVID, but I haven't listened in, in a long time because once he went exclusive to Spotify, at least where I get my podcast, you can't like, you can't download those shows anymore. You have to get them through Spotify. I mean, they're paying him 
a quarter of a billion dollars. So I understand they want it to only go <laughs> through Spotify. They want to get all the ad revenue. But anyway. So wait, you can't listen to it on anything but Spotify? It it doesn't show up in, in, in the app that I use for, for podcasts. It does not show up anymore. You have to listen to it on Spotify. I could be wrong about that, but that's that's what happened on the app that I used. Todd's going to look it up. That surprises me. But let me answer your original question. I was question. just going to see if it's on like Apple yeah. Podcasts. Or yeah, that. give that a shot. Um, but what I will say is when this first came up, for me, it was totally a free speech issue. If Neil Young wants to pull his stuff, that's fine. If Rogan wants to say that stuff, I don't agree with what he's saying, but he can say that. Like That's the beauty about podcasts. There's no FCC regulation. Now, he is now linked to a corporation. So if the corporation is going to take a hit from people trying to sell ad space, that sort of thing, then that's that's a decision Spotify has to make on if they want to do what you said, put some sort of disclaimer or, you know, suspend him for a week or two, you know, whatever they want to do. I don't know. It's up to them. Clearly they're backing him because again, they've made such a big investment and I don't know what kind of money they're making on Neil Young songs probably nowhere near even a fraction of what they're at least planning to make on, on Rogan over the next decade. So, um, but the thing I wanted to add to this is, did you also no, see that they make it? I mean, he, I think Neil Young was one of the, not one of the top, but he's, I'm, I'm sure there. people like, listen. I'm sure they get millions of listens every week or every month. But again, if you lose Neil Young and you still have every fucking artist ever, like, are they going to lose any sleep over that? No, they're not going to. Um, it's a, it's a bad look for them, I would say. That's what that's what I said. I if they lose no, advertisers or if it's bad PR, it, it's not a free speech issue. I don't. I'm not saying they have to censor him, right? But they should either put a content warning on it. And that's fine. Or, I'd agree with that. Like he, he he's being irresponsible with his platform, and Spotify is looking the other way. So I'm totally on the Neil Young side of this, and that's fine. And I'm on no one side. Like, I think they both had the right to do what they did. That's what I'm saying. I think maybe they should. So Neil Young said that he lost 60% of his streaming revenue by taking it off Spotify. And I imagine he probably earns like a million dollars a year streaming. Oh, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's substantial. Yeah. I'm sure it is. Just because I looked at the top, like the top earners, billions of streams. Right. I saw this. I mean, again, I don't know how factual this is, but. Like and the weekend and like Bieber, six to eight million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, those are your major Which, pop stars. That's a lot of money. I mean, again, they're getting paid less than a. They're getting paid a fraction of a cent per stream, which is, of course, kind of ridiculous. But yeah. Spotify is not good for musical artists. I was about to say, really good for you don't go to as a band or an artist. You don't go to Spotify to make your living. You go to promote and to get people to come to your live shows and buy merchandise. And it's it's a model. I mean, the whole music industry. We've talked about that on this podcast before. the 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 way the whole music industry works is so different from ten years ago, let alone twenty or thirty years ago. I'm still trying to wrap my head around it. There's got to be ways for everybody to make a buck. Uh, you know, I I don't know. I just I still haven't figured it all out. But yeah, of course you're getting. This guy hasn't cracked the code yet. I haven't cracked the code. I really haven't. I've talked about on this podcast here's, many times. I've said everybody can make more money. Spotify should pay artists more. I want to see the business really plan, easy. but I want to see the business plan for how that all works. But my point is like, I've been in several bands. They, they can make less money. I have stuff on Spotify. Do I think if they quadrupled what they pay the artist, it would make any impact on me as a tiny little artist? No, it wouldn't. 
Wait, my point what, is, I what, don't think you go to Spotify as a band. Spotify? What's that? Are you talking about this podcast? I'm not talking about this podcast. No, I'm talking about it is on Spotify, but it, which is on Spotify. That's true. That's see, that's my point. I've yet to see a check We've not received from Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my point. Like, it's it's it, it's a very small pocket that we're talking about, where it's like a band could make a living, and they're currently not making a living if Spotify decided to double or triple what they're paying every artist. I don't think it's that small. If you it's 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 oh, all I the think like indie bands. Okay. So the bands like uh even bands that are bigger bands like um what what are some of the like metalish bands that you like? Between the Barry to me? Yeah. Like they could probably make a decent living like twenty or thirty grand a year if they had a more fair rate on Spotify's streams. Like if I bring up Spotify, I'm wondering like how many streams they have. Todd's bringing up Spotify. I could probably pull up quicker because I think I have between the Barry and me open earlier. But but like some of the, they have some of their songs have millions of streams. So I'd say in general they probably have uh, they have roughly two hundred thousand monthly listeners. Okay. I was about to say, I think they, they think they show that stat on like their profiles or whatever. Right. So, so that's my point. So do I think between the Barry and me is making even 10% of the band revenue from streaming music? I don't think they are. I think they're making it from tours, merch sales, all that sort of stuff. Not because they don't want to though, because they, well, of course everybody wants more money. Don't, don't pay them. Everybody wants more money, but that's not the point. The point is if you double it or triple, if Spotify doubled or triple what they're paying, first of all, they have to double or triple what they're paying everybody. So the weekend and Bieber getting 30 million instead of 10 million makes no difference to them. Well, it would make a difference. It. That's what I'm saying. They could tear it. If you, if you, if your streams, if you have like a hundred thousand song streams a month or something, okay. you get paid, uh, 0.05 cents per stream. If you have a billion, you 10 get... million streams a month, so you get 0.005 or whatever. It is. Right, I right, think right. that's closer to what they actually pay, but like they don't, I mean, the bigger artists would complain, but it, it's their company. It's not they relevant whatever to them. they want. Right. <laughs> well, but, but here we are. That's, that's coming full circle. It's their company. They can do whatever they want. And that's why know, they're doing what they're, they're doing. I guess, I don't understand how it's 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 just shitty for the artists because they if they're not on Spotify no one will ever hear their music. True. For the most part. I mean, not entirely true, but you know what I mean. Very it's true. much harder to get the audience that you get being on Spotify. Correct. So Spotify has some responsibility to pay for what they're doing and they technically are paying, but they're just paying nothing basically. And I'm assuming they don't even cut checks if it's under like a thousand bucks or something. No, you have to get to a certain point. YouTube's the same model. You have to have 10,000 subscribers or a thousand subscribers. I can't remember which it is to even get anything at all to make any money from YouTube. If I put up a video today that went viral and got 20 million clicks, I still wouldn't get a penny because I have, you know, eight subscribers to my channel or whatever. Like you have to have a, that core fan base. And I, I don't think Spotify is the exact same model, but it's similar enough 
It's like they don't just want something that everybody's going to follow. They want people to follow that person or that band in this case, that person or band to put out more music and therefore kind of spread, you know, the more listened Spotify gets, that's how they get ad revenue. Obviously we, we understand that part of the model. Um, so that's, that's why I say it's this small pocket of, and between the Bear and me is a good example. They're a band where they're making something, they're making a not inconsequential amount from Spotify, but they need to take a huge giant leap to suddenly make a living and have the band be able to live off of the money they're making from Spotify. But that would take a substantial so investment from Spotify. According to this hit on the internet, it says on Spotify, the current most popular streaming service, this is from July 21st, 2021. 2021. An okay. artist would, an artist would need to stream 287,000 ish streams to, to make minimum wage per month. Okay. So between the barrier means so, just under that. <laughs> yeah. They're almost they're there. making a little, making, making a little 20, less than 20 grand wage. a year. Probably that's, that's, I'm assuming that's minimum wage for one person. Yeah. I would, I would assume for so. each member of the band. No, that'd be awesome if that so, were the case, but no, they're, they're making, I don't know, whatever minimum wage is. Yeah, a year. They're making 20 grand, grand a year, 15, 20 grand a year <laughs> for a band, a five piece, by the way. So, yeah, I lost track of my point. The point is, <laughs> oh, I know the other thing I was getting, let's, let's get back to the Neil Young thing. That's what started this whole conversation because we could talk about the music industry for a whole podcast. Um, did you also see, it was a much smaller story, but that Eric Clapton came out and kind of said the reverse of what Neil Young said? It's funny. I looked at a fucking idiots. I, I have no idea. I, it's funny when it, my, my wife told me the Eric Clapton thing, I was like Layla. And then I realized Layla came out in like 1992. That's the last time I remember Clapton. <laughs> and that was a remake wrong. of the song that came. And out that was a remake. That's correct. That's exactly right. Um, yeah, it was, it was his, um, what was the name of this? And unplugged, the unplugged version of Layla was the one that hit in the, it may have been the mid nineties, but early to mid nineties. But he came out and said something the same day that Young said it. But it's funny. I Googled Eric Clapton Spotify. I think that was my keyword search. And all the articles except for one were about the Neil Young Spotify thing. So whatever Clapton said was so irrelevant to what was going on with Spotify on that day um, that it didn't even – I think that, I think it was a – so, a Rolling Stone so I'm, I'm reading that Eric Clapton is a vocal anti-vaxxer, but I don't know if he had anything to say about Spotify. Okay. Maybe it wasn't Spotify. Maybe that's all it was for Spotify. Yeah, now I can't even find and the article. It doesn't surprise me that Eric Clapton, the biggest douche in classic rock, um, is anti-vax. Yeah, there we go. Headline reads... Eric Clapton says people who get COVID-19 vaccines are victims of mass hypnosis. But it's just interesting. Two rockers around the same age on the same day. Eric Clapton. Fuck him. Yeah, I don't listen to Eric Clapton. Oh, I I wanted to know if Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young was still on Spotify. That was something I was curious about. Why were you curious about that? Because Neil Young is the young in Crosby, Stills. Oh, right. That's a good point. I would assume they are. There's no need for him to pull money out of the pockets of his 
fellow bandmates. Well, I think it's just his solo think, stuff. I don't think he could. Like, he doesn't own that music. That's what I mean. Right. But yes, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young are still on. Still on Spotify. Well, good for uh, Dave Crosby. And Stills. Eric Stills? Steven Stills. Steven Stills. And Graham Nash. Nash. Graham Nash. Of the Hollies. Yeah, I don't fucking know. How do you not know who these people are? Who the fuck cares? How old am I? I'm not as old as you, apparently, if you're a fan of Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. Not, I mean, it's I, just not I my wheelhouse. I can't say that I've uh, delved deeply into their catalog. I mean, I know some of their songs. But Did you say delged? Delved. Okay. <laughs> I heard delged. delged. I was like, what's in that Diet Coke can you're pounding over there? Did you start drinking over the weekend? How did you start drinking in last week? And that's not what we're talking about on this podcast. Okay. Did anyway. Start drinking. That's good. Just continue drinking the DC. Oh, but this shows Neil Young is still being on here. So his letter did so nothing. He has a, he has a page. No, he's definitely not. So oh. just for reference, it has yes. him listed as 6.1 monthly listeners. 6.1 million. 6.1 million. Yeah. 6.1. We got Neil Young beat. Amazing. Uh, it looks like there's a Live Aid album, and that's it. Uh, which I think he must have one song on that. Yeah, that's got to be a comp. That he, I mean, Neil obviously it's a comp, Live but Aid. it's got to be a comp. He's a small no, it's part just of him, but oh, it's two songs. Oh. But he must not own that for some reason. You think his duet with Eddie is still available on Spotify? Rockin Keep on rocking in the motherfucking free world. Well, he wrote that song, so... So probably not. I think it's on here. Vetter's going to be pissed. First he takes on Ticketmaster, now he's taking on Spotify, baby. Vetter wants that coin. I'm not talking BTC. Hell, nobody wants BTC right now. Fucking taking a bath. So, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was interesting. Oh, the Neil Young thing. (laughs) I was like... Sorry, what are you concluding no. here? Yes, the Neil thing. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, no, it is. It's it's it was definitely newsworthy. Like I said, it hit my feed. I was interested oh, in yeah, it. Yeah, one more thing to tell you. Holy shit! Related. The, the amount of contributions unrelated. you're making today is unbelievable. But go ahead. Uh, there's a, an account, an Instagram account I just started following today. Okay. Um, this is this is a much smaller these this band. Uh, I'm ninety nine percent sure earns nothing from Spotify, but. Love it. Familiar. Um, Relatable. That uh, they're going to re-release or maybe initially release. I'm not okay. sure which. Hold on just one second. Wait for it. Wait for we it. got time. Not editing this out. We got time. The record label's name was uh, Expert Work Records. They re-released a uh, Hubcap album last year. Which Solid is an emo band from the nineties. Um, they are releasing. Where's the announcement? Wait for it. Wait for it. I'm tr- I'm trying to find the post just to. Uh, Best part of this podcast right now, just the silence. People so they. I just want to make sure. So they're releasing an album by Tintoretto. Oh. Hang on, now you've piqued my interest. I do like Tintoretto. I know, I know you do. Tintoretto Famously from the, the Milwaukee band that came comp. came out of the ashes of Menagra features 
four of the six members of Managra. Yeah, all those Wisconsin bands were all, it was like five guys and they created six bands somehow. Just mixed and matched. It says, okay, so the in 2021 they were approached by Expert Work Records, which is this label slash um, account, Expert Work Records on Instagram. Uh, the idea of releasing their discography on vinyl, original eight-track recordings were found, and the intention of remixing and remastering the songs. The members of Tintoretto have regrouped and started re-recording their discography, revisiting the songs after 20-plus years, breathing fresh life into them, and giving the recording treatment they deserve. Be on the lookout for these new recordings later on in 2022. So, Yeah, for those, of you un- that. for those unfamiliar with Tenteretto, which is probably everyone listening. Um, I can't think of anyone who might be listening who has possibly heard of Tenteretto. Uh, check out, just do a Google search for a four-way stop. Um, I believe the website is mkepunk.net or .com. Uh, it's it streams for free, but yeah, all the bands Todd they, mentioned. They do have an EP on on Spotify. <laughs> oh, there you go. Have to recommend Spotify. Um, but yeah, Teneretto, Managra, uh, House of a Thousand Fights, and a four way stop is also on uh, Spotify. Is it okay? I did not know that. I always stream it from that website, but yeah, they got a bunch of yeah, cool bands sh- on there. Probably on YouTube too, but also true. Go to MKE Punk. Just search MKE Punk. It's yes, Milwaukee go there park. instead. That's a better place to listen yeah. to it. Yeah, and they have a lot of other stuff. You can buy stuff there. Um, you can probably link to the band camp and, and support the bands, which are, I'm sure, all mostly now defunct, but some of that stuff's incredible. Shipwreck Kelly, I discovered via MKE Punk. You can search for Shipwreck Kelly. A very good band as well. Um, man, deep cuts on some regional music that is... Expert Work Records also has a Bandcamp page, which will be sometime this year released in the Tintoretto. Yeah, album. no, that's exciting. It's cool. Other stuff. I, my past experience with bands that I like from the 90s or early aughts that re-release stuff, or that, I'm sorry, not re-release, that put out new music like decades later, has typically not gone over too well. Like the band has yeah, aged. Yeah, great. It, and the music hasn't. <laughs> so the way I read that, they said they were re-recording the okay. album, though. I gotcha. don't think they're making new music. I mean, they may be. I don't know. Yeah, there may be some new tracks. Yeah, a lot of the stuff, the, the magic doesn't quite hang on. I mean, it's like... I'm trying to look, think if there are any exceptions. Like I, the Braid later work was... Eh, eh it was not as good. <laughs> I agree. But I mean, that's fair. But it still had that Braid sound. But I'm talking about stuff that... Yeah, it was It just terrible. doesn't even really sound like they've... They've slowed down. They've switched genres almost in a weird sort of way. Yeah, sometimes it's like a... A country, right? Slow jam. Yes. Versus like, I mean, probably not that band bad. They were, but yes, that's that's that, that, that's what I'm saying. So hopefully I'm wrong, or hopefully this is an exception, and it still uh, rocks as hard as Tintoretto, the the music that I've listened to in the past has has rocked. Um, I mean, that it, shit's good. In contrast, the band we were talking about last week, Jawbox. Yes, they, they haven't written any new songs, although I think they might. I'm not sure. Their reunion tour I saw last year was amazing. I was going to see them this year, but my wife is going to be out of town when they are playing in Baltimore. So I won't be attending, unfortunately. But I did see them twice on their last tour. Show off. Yeah, they played. I saw them in in Baltimore and D.C. 
They are playing in DC, so I might try to go see that. I also saw that the job. I think the Jawbreaker, Descendants. Face to face show might be sold out in Denver, so you should check that if you were interested in going. But you just said it was sold out. I know. I said it might be. I th- I'm not oh. sure. When's that? This weekend? No. No, I know. Like Don't look it up. It's fine. April. No one fucking cares when a local show is for me. Todd's going to look it up. It's, I I'm, told you it's in April. I'm doing some edible ASMR here. I just threw a handful of uh, Valentine's candy in my mouth. So this will translate well. No, tickets are still available, but they are not cheap. How much? 65. Is that the Marquee Theater? It is at... Summit Musical? The Fillmore. Hmm. Classic venue. It's a good venue. That's where I saw between the Bury Me last year. Seventh and eighth. Did you pay $65 for it? I think I paid about 30 bucks to see them. It was worth it, though. The other band was not my cup of tea. Chon was their name. Not recommended. Check them out on Spotify. C-H-O-N. Chon. No, but if you go on Friday, for some reason, general admission is $50. That does not make sense. Hmm. Why would it be cheaper on the weekend? Friday. Worse seats, maybe? I mean, they're not seats. It's all GA. Who knows? Do they have some other things that are not GA? It's probably just packages like meet the band and. No, the general admission. Oh, it's a resale ticket. That's why that one's more expensive. Oh. Typical. They must have added a second date. I'm not I mean, looking, Denver's I'm a music Live Nation. I don't know. Fuck this stupid ticket seller shit. God, <laughs> I hate me. Fucking convenience fee and everything. I'm like, it's a computer. What is the convenience yeah. fee? A $25 show is 40 bucks. $10 to click a button. You're literally doing nothing. You have to host the server, which costs you 35 cents for the whole fucking year. And every time I mean, somebody buys a ticket. Probably not that expensive. You have employees. I know, but you know what I mean. You have like, overhead. Yes, I understand, but I guarantee you that if that ticket is fifty dollars or whatever, they're not playing. They're not paying Jawbreaker like. No, the bands get twenty five of them. Twenty dollars a ticket, even maybe thirty. No, thirty out of the fifty. I doubt it's that much. Which means each band gets ten bucks because three bands, right? So. Yeah. Ooh la la! I doubt it's that much. It probably isn't. Probably like five bucks a ticket. That's why Eddie Vedder hates, and, and uh, what's his name? Lars. That's why they have such a problem with uh, Ticketmaster. Yeah, like I the was, man. I, man. I was reading something about that because, you know, at the Pearl Jam had the their sort of anti-Ticketmaster thing in the 90s. Yes, they did. And they refused to do it, and now they sell their tickets on Ticketmaster. They just kind of gave up. Why not? Which kind of sucks. It sucks that they... If you can't beat them, join them, man. They can't beat them. I, I guess, guess Lars was a Napster fight. But anyway, go ahead. Yeah, Lars was a Napster fight. He's yeah, his sorry. wasn't principled. He was just no a dick. He he was like, I don't like MP3s, and now he's getting even. That didn't less age well. Streaming. <laughs> that didn't age well at all. 
I thought you had more to say on that. No, I don't have anything else to say. Oh, okay. Perfect. All right. I'll check out that show. Thank you. No one cares. Okay. Uh, what else do you have there? Topic Todd. We're going to call you Topic Todd today. I mean, we, we have time for a little dear Todd. All right. Want. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. First one. I got already got it queued up. Dear Todd. Wow. That didn't take much convincing. <laughs> like Steven. I love this segment. Mostly because the hard work is already done for me. And then I just get to riff on it and make fun of your stupid answers. So here we go. Dear Todd. Not stupid answers. And I, I will I will forever I will forever not be reading the titles anymore because it gives away too much. Okay. Maybe after the phone. Here we go. Going in cold. Dear Todd, my friend Kayla and I are twelve and in seventh grade. Oh, shit. By the way, Kayla's in, in quotes, so clearly her name is like Kaylin, but he decided to change it to Kayla. My friend Kayla oh, and I are twelve. Writing? I believe so. Are twelve and in seventh grade. Recently, Kayla informed me that she has acquired a new boyfriend. Maybe maybe this is from the perspective of a girl. I'm not sure. I didn't mind when she showed me all his lovey-dovey texts. I thought they were adorable. When I asked Kayla why her boyfriend... too much. When I asked Kayla why her boyfriend didn't sit with us at lunch... All right, this is definitely a girl. She laughed and said, oh, he doesn't go to school here. He's a junior in high school. That's why I'm writing. Kayla is telling me that she and quote-unquote Jacob, so Jake, are making out and their texts are getting progressively worse. In other words, better. Kayla, plus, Kayla has said her... 12-year-old, Scott. Oh, well, all right, from the adult perspective. Plus, Kayla has said her parents are taking her and Jacob to a concert. The concert is out of town and they will be renting a hotel room. I'm worried for my friend. Am I incorrect for thinking this is wrong? Signed, worried friend in Washington State. P.S. I'm making this part up. The concert is in Canada. Todd, All right, what are so your let's, thoughts? Let's recap this. Okay, 12-year-old. Her friend is Kayla. Is that true? Her friend's name is, is Kayla. Her friend. Yes, Kayla the And is dating a tart, high school apparently. junior? Is that, a high is that school what? junior. So Kayla's 12 this kid's 16, 17, something in that range. First of all, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Yeah, that's a little gross. That's a little gross. I don't care how developed Kayla is. 16 to 12 is a giant gulf of an age difference. I agree with that. Tw- we both agree with 12 that. 12 is weird. I mean, even for like... Again, even if you're a fully developed 12-year-old, you're, 14, you're not... It's 12, that's... Yeah. Yeah, a junior dating a, I mean, a freshman in high school is a big difference. Mentally, is the, no one's ready for this. It's a seventh grader. Um, it's yeah. an eleventh grader and a seventh grader. I know, for those I know kids go out and start like experimenting, <laughs> making sure. and stuff in seventh grade. But I certainly I don't didn't. know high high school. <laughs> yeah, I didn't say I didn't say all of us, but <laughs> yeah, I I know what happens around it's not that lucky age. Enough. Yes, um, but so. Now, and we're also expected to believe that, well, from the letter, it's insinuated that the the parents are taking the two of them to a, a concert, out of state, out possibly of town, in Oregon state. Well, not that, that maybe matters, maybe the Portland Strip Club. Maybe that's the, that's where they're going. What what difference does it make if it's out of state or like? In <laughs> it town? really doesn't matter. Yeah, I guess it's only setting up that they're getting a hotel room. Now, either these parents are the worst parents in the room and are getting a hotel room for these two. Well, underaged people who should not be in the same yes. room alone with or, each other, or that's 
nothing's going to come of that. But we'll assume the worst. Yes. Uh, yes, you should be concerned. Uh, you should speak to your friend. Tell her it's she's too young. She's got plenty of time to like ruin her life a little later. Yes. And uh, I, I mean, I would express your concern to your parents and have your parents talk to their parents who will promptly tell them to fuck off and mind their own business. But um, <laughs> presumably, at least at least you've done your part. I'm going to be optimistic and speculate that Kayla's parents have no idea that the concert they are taking their daughter to is a concert with a 16 year old boy. And then it's a, we'll meet at the parking lot sort of thing. And it's like, yeah, uh, we're just, you know, me and my friend are going to get a hotel room. But again, you're seventh grade. How are you getting home? There's no way this person's traveling out of state and not staying in a hotel with their parents. They like, they may get two hotel rooms one right. for this other person, or he may have to get his own hotel room, but he's not. He has no a way. He has a still older friend hotel room, or that who's going to check him in a separate hotel room for yeah. their daughter and her friend, male friend of any age. Indeed, at that age, uh, unless okay. they are the worst parents in the world. So let me read the very predictable response from old Abigail. Do what dear, your boyfriend says. <laughs> dear, yeah, spread them. Dear worried friend, I agree with you <laughs> that at I'm 12, saying. Kayla is too young to have a 16-year-old boyfriend. That her parents give her enough unsupervised time with him that they're involved in makeout sessions is also troubling. I did not get that they are involved in makeout sessions, but whatever. No, she said that. They're making out and their texts are getting more. Oh, more that's right. I, I, I guess I, or something. I went, yeah, I went straight to it wasn't the, the word she used. Word. Salacious. No, heavy. of course not. <laughs> Also not true. Good Seinfeld reference. If this continues, (laughs) if this continues, Kayla could become pregnant by Jacob, the saxophone player. uh, And Jacob could be accused of statutory rape. Even if Kayla was a willing participant. No shit. Talk to your mother about. Definitely would be accused. Yeah, not not could be. 100% would be in the face of the law. Talk to your mother about what's going on. She may want to chat with Kayla's parents about this and mention the text Jacob is sending their daughter. Do, 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 do. I thought we should try to come up with an alternate answer that completely goes out of the way, but n- none of these have a scenario that I can make up that's silly. Like, the, <laughs> like it's that not one, it's like, come too on. Too sick. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. the opposite of that is just disgusting, so I'm certainly not going to make up that answer. I agree. Okay, there was another one. There were only two that I wanted to see. Oh, okay. Just to stay on brand. Here we go. A dear Abby. Oh, hang on. This I, I think dear I wanted God. to. Sorry, I think I, I did want to skip this one. This one's weird. It has multiple. Ooh, all right, I'll, multi-choice. I'll, choose. Your it really adventure. does. It's a choose your own adventure. But that's fine. We'll we'll go for it. All right, dear Todd. As a clinical psychologist, I believe your advice to protective mom in the Midwest was oversimplified. Ooh, yeah, I don't want to read this because you have to have, <laughs> eh, I'll, I'll forge ahead. We'll see if this might, I might bail later. You told her she was right in not permitting her husband's brother, a registered sex offender, to visit the family during the holidays. She didn't want her 10 year old. this one, didn't we? No. She didn't want her 10 year old daughter around him. You have made the common mistake of seeing everyone who carries the quote unquote registered sex offender label as alike. They are no more alike than are people who drink too much. Some, some alcoholics get drunk, angry, and violent, but most do not. 
Some sex offenders act like Ted Bundy, but most do not. Some are guilty only of having a younger girlfriend. Oh, seem familiar? Many do not directly injure anyone because they only download illegal sexual images. Wow, this person's very forgiving. Some do not use Man, force, fuck? threats, or physical violence. Is that what they said? That's what they said. I do not minimize what they do. They all have a mental illness and or addiction and need intervention and treatment. Mom and her husband should talk to the brother about what he did and what kind of rehabilitation has occurred. They can then make a better decision about a visit and what safety measure no, might totally be No, we totally read this letter. I, I didn't read it. Yeah, you did. This was the no, one I where the, the parent didn't want their kid to come visit because they assaulted their mom or something. No, no, no. It's a totally different one. No, oh, this is similar, similar fucked up family. This is a woman who <laughs> whose brother-in-law is a sex offender and she doesn't want the sex offender brother-in-law coming to visit for the holidays because they have a 10 year old daughter. Very yes. different. Good on you. Uh, this this so-called clinical psychologist needs to back the fuck up and mind her own business because and get a new job because she's terrible at her job. It's Definitely. perfectly reasonable to want to have nothing to to not have a sex offender regardless if it was just statutory rape which somehow seems better to this person <laughs> quote unquote just statutory rape. downloading uh i mean she didn't say downloading that, sexual images. basically what she said an underage right. girlfriend or something it's like yes mm, of course still not okay and uh, eh, different strokes you know no pun intended downloading illegal porn also not okay like yes particularly I think it's, if a child's right perfectly reasonable to just uh, take the safe path on this one and keep this right. Guy, Stay home. Whatever his offense was, uh, out of your house. I don't care Dear, who he's related to. Here, here's Abby's response. Dear Dr. S, your point about lumping all sex offenders together is well stated. Another nice. reader pointed out that something like urinating outdoors, I can relate, could result in this classification. However, most readers agree with me that the safety of the 10-year-old must be the primary concern. Here was their comments. Dear Todd, stand your ground, protective mom. As a victim of abuse, I can tell you that the abuser is sick. She should not leave it up to her daughter to find out if the uncle could still be a predator. My stepfather's abuse 30 years ago was never reported to the police. He supposedly got counseling and was a changed man. Well, he's currently serving prison time for having molested his granddaughter a year and a half ago. Signed, knows the score. Respect the ex. In Anaheim, California. Knows the X score X. <laughs> Knows the X score X. That's right. Yeah. And there's a bunch of other back and forth. So, yeah. Pretty straightforward. Like, no. You don't let this what, guy in the house. Who's writing in to defend sex offenders? Like, first of all, it's not like she's saying this person should be castrated. She just doesn't want to have right. it over to her house with her That's probably a good idea. Daughter. Yeah. I don't want that fucker anywhere near my house with my 10-year-old daughter. Right. It's completely Agreed. reasonable. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway. All right. Let's do a Dear Scott, and we'll sign off. Because everybody loves oh, Dear Scott. Yeah. Just I got to read as, one? Yeah. You have to read one. You have to work. I apologize. Sorry. Well, I, I have to make sure I have the website up. Stop searching know. concerts. Concert venue information. I'm going to keep eating these Sweethearts original Valentine's candy. Let's see what this what's, heart says. What's, give me some of the messages on there. They, they're very modern. You got this. You spelled the letter U. Wait, you got this? Yeah, that's, you got this. That seems it's motivational. More... It's motivational. Yeah. Uh, marry me. That one's pretty straightforward. And then this one's too fucked up. I can't even read it. 
Oh, it says too fucked up? Oh. Yeah, it says let's get fucked up. Uh, Hoochie Ho. No. Uh, Chin Up. Again, very motivational. Be You. Like you do you, but be you. All right, I'm Kiss ready whenever me. you are. I don't give a shit okay. about this. Anymore. I only got two more. Uh, brush, brush it off. What the hell? <laughs> and good. Brush it off. Is that just a rip off of Taylor Swift's? Like I guess so. Shake it off. I mean, I know brush good, it off is a common phrase, but good job. So good again, job. <laughs> very much attaboys. Okay, go ahead. I'm gonna throw some of these in my mouth. You Wait, read you the sure? Scott. Did they blur out the hand on that? There was no space between good and job. Plus, that should be great. Go ahead. That should be what? Great. Not good. <laughs> All right. Great hand yeah. Go ahead. I'm not going to read the uh, the title, as you mentioned. Don't. Okay. Dear Scott, I'm three yes. years into a relationship with Harold, a man who is separated but not divorced. We both have grown children. Harold was separated when we got involved. He has since moved in with me and is an active bill-paying member of the home. I'm not sure why that's relevant, but anyway. What a weird way separated. to phrase that, but go ahead. <laughs> he's not a bum. He's paying his bills. Right. Maybe, that, maybe that'll come back later. Okay. I was also separated from a brief marriage when we met and divorced shortly after we started dating. My assumption was that Harold would also be divorcing. As of now, the paperwork remains partially filled out, but no legal proceedings have begun. I hate this. I have talked to him about it many times, so he knows my feelings. I'm at the do-it-or-leave point, but can't seem to get over so the hump. <laughs> I do not plan. <laughs> can't seem to not hump? Oh, get over the hump, yeah. Get over the uh, hump. I do not, I do not plan hump. on marrying. I just want him to be divorced. What should I do? Looking for legality in Washington. All right. Dear legality, you said he's paying the bills. You happen to be the side bitch in this situation, but you got yourself in too deep at this point now, didn't you? Now, he says he's trying to get a divorce. He's separated. Is he is he texting the hoe at night? No, he's not. He's with you. He's, he's paying a bill. Though. He's paying for, you know, he's paying he's for the Xfinity. active bill-paying member of the home. Active bill-paying member. First of all, what is this, a flop house? How many active bill-paying members do you have in here other than this guy? I think she's saying she's li- he's living with her and paying paying part of the rent or mortgage. I assume so that's what just, she's saying. He's not just bumming yeah. off of her. Exactly. That's my point. That's why I led with that. He's paying the bills just because he's not getting a divorce. He's physically present with her, but is he emotionally? uh, Sounds like he's not doing enough humping. That's what she said, right? Those are her words? That's not not the emotional component. That's part of the physical. Oh. Well, if you don't like him emotionally, then kick his ass out. You're not married. (laughs) I mean, you got to find that other half of the rent. But again... That's your cross to bear. There's another separated fellow you can. I, it sounds yeah. Just bring another dude through the door. It sounds like it's a turnstile at the front door. So just Wait, you know, there's, next. There's no reference to that. There's no next man up. No okay. Plus they're older. Woman. They said she had. They both had grown yeah, children. They've grown kids. Maybe right. bring his son. You're looking. This is what this he is what Abby has to say. Oh yeah. You're looking. When you became involved with Harold, did he tell you he was planning on divorcing his wife? There could be reasons why he hasn't gone through with finalizing it. One of them could be religious. No. Another might Zero be financial. Chance. A third, the fear Maybe. that his relationship with his children and grandchildren, if there are any, will be permanently damaged. Mm. Why? Why would that be? Yeah, I don't know how that. Would or be. that marrying you wasn't his objective in the first place. And there we go. He didn't want to remarry, made you more attractive to him. 
Hit the nail on the head, Abs. If remarriage isn't your goal, why is his finalizing his divorce so important to you? Before you issue an ultimate... Before you issue an ultimatum, it's crucial that you understand the answer to this question. After that, you will know what or what not to do. Eh, I don't know. I, I, I mean, you were sort of advocating for an ultimatum. I, she says she doesn't want to be married. I don't understand what. If, if yeah, he's what's not the problem? Stepping out on you. What's I don't understand what the problem is. That's that's I, my I, question. It sounds like there's an issue of trust there, so I would discuss that with him. And try yeah. to get him to. And if you don't trust him, kick him out. You're not married. Well, you don't want to get married. I mean, he wasn't cheating on his current wife. They were separated. So, yeah, there's no reason not to trust right. him, it seems. They're legally separated. He's got a free dick. He's swinging it in your direction. He's over there. He's paying half the rent or whatever. Paying the phone bill. Paying the light bill. Buying groceries. If you can afford to kick him out and you don't trust him and you don't love him. You don't see yourself with him. You're a senior citizen. You only got you only got a handful of years left. Make a decision. Commit. That's what I say. Dear All Abby right, agrees this, with me. Should we do one more? This is a All right, final one. This is a harder one? Is that what you said? Two parter. Oh, this a two parter. Of two. Oh my god. Do we have time um, for that? Okay. So, so dear Scott, I've decided mm-hmm. that when I have kids. I don't want to do the whole Santa thing. I'd rather tell them about the real St. Nicholas and and what it means to give rather than to receive. Even though I'm not religious, I'll tell them about the birth of Jesus, even though he wasn't born in December. Thanks, smarmy asshole. <laughs> like, you really need to put that in there? And tell them about winter solstice. After years of working, After working years of retail, I've seen firsthand what people can be like around the holidays, especially parents buying expensive, high-demand, low-supply things for their kids, and parents who put themselves in debt to make their kids happy. I am saddened by stories of kids writing to Santa and asking him to get their unemployed parents money for food. That seems like a completely... Where are you reading these letters? What a non-sequitur. Go ahead. (laughs) Most people I have spoken with disagree with my decision. They call me a Scrooge or say I'm taking my kids' innocence away. What do you think? Do you think I'm awful for wanting to teach them about the charitable Saint Nick instead of commercializing Santa Claus? Santalus in Colorado. Studio A. You know... It doesn't have to be either or. Yeah, I mean... you answer, dear Scott. Yeah. Dear whatever the fuck. Santalus in Colorado. Santalus in Colorado, Studio A. I don't... You can, here's the thing. I I have a lot of thoughts going on in my mind, in case you can't tell. Here's the issue with not allowing Santa to be part of your kid's life. It's because at some point early on, he has friends. I I assume it's the son. I I think there was the the he reference, whatever. At some point, your child has friends. This person doesn't even have kids. They said, when I decide to have kids. Oh, when that, well, they're not going to have kids. I decided when I have kids, I don't want to do the whole Gotcha. Santa thing. Okay. I'll tell them about the real Saint Nick. Okay. Uh, which, which I assume uh, that was a real uh, historical figure. I don't, again. Yes, it is. It doesn't matter. It's got a lot of like uppity, like energy. Definitely. Yeah. This is a fucking <laughs> Karen, male Karen. Anyway, <laughs> the point is you don't, you don't have to go all out. You don't have to spend $5,000 on your kids gifts. Of course that's, that's 100% accurate. 
However, your friends, like the kids' friends are going to experience it, and your kid is going to feel left out if he or she does not also get to experience the joy and the wonderment of Santa. Now, I will say, you probably remember this. I feel like we talked about this not that long ago. Maybe we didn't, though. Maybe I talked to my wife about it. But I remember one of our family friends who we visited while skiing one year, back when we were probably both teenagers, had a very young son, even though this guy was our father's age. And the way they, I'm not going to say his name because whatever, zero chance he's listening to this podcast, but the way they celebrated with their child is the child got one gift, got one gift for Christmas. And I don't think I will, I'm certain I probably, because my wife would not go for it, I will not do that with my child. But I, I appreciated the sentiment, which is you get this one gift. And I think they were also fairly religious. So they probably, you know, celebrated the, the story of Jesus and all that sort of stuff. But the idea is you would cherish that gift even more rather than getting 10, 12 gifts plus a stocking plus whatever. And it, it took away some of the commercialization. What's that? You're not going to cherish. They're not going to cherish it more. Fucking kids. I think I I thought I I thought it was an interesting way to celebrate Christmas as opposed to the kid getting You're all these gifts of it as an adult though it, they're not gonna it's they're just gonna resent you for being cheap. Don't be a cheap ass. I'm not saying that's what this guy should do. I'm, I'm saying I'm he saying should allow Santa into the child's lap. Again, I wouldn't be able to pull that off anyway. My wife wouldn't allow it. My wife's already spent thousands of dollars on the kid before she's even here. So when she's here, forget about it. You're fucking broke. But anyway. The point is, I think that you should definitely bring Santa into their life. Don't be a fucking, you are being a Scrooge, which was my nickname in college, so I can relate. Um, and yeah, don't, it's, it's the separation of your kid from your kid's friends that's going to be the more damaging thing than whether you get one gift or zero gifts or 10 gifts. It's not allowing your, your son or daughter to be able to relate because God knows from the day after Thanksgiving until December 25th, all you see everywhere is Christmas, Christmas, Santa, blah, blah, blah. You want your kid to be like, what is this? Why is, why is the rest of the world celebrating this person and this holiday? And I'm not able to. Well, let's hear Abby's answer. So, cause it kind of aligns with what you're saying. Okay. Abigail. Dear Santa Liss, I agree you should talk to your children about the birth of Jesus, as well as the pagan festivals that Christmas replaced, if you wish. Questionable. While you're at it, also stress to them what the spirit of Christmas is supposed to be, even if it seems sometimes lost in the commercialism of the holiday. However, wait until your children ask you about Santa. When they do, tell them the truth. That way they will learn that when they ask their mother something, they will always be given an honest answer. All right, first of all, Dodging the fucking answer there, Abby. 100%. It's not going to ask you the truth about, well, if you don't tell them about Santa, they're, they'll, they'll yeah, only okay. ask you, why don't we have, why doesn't Santa come visit me? Correct. Um, and they're not going to get there until they're like six or seven. So, right. And then they'll have, a, they'll have a couple good years before they realize there is no Santa. Spoiler so alert. Seems like, seems like a cop out to me. I agree. Right. Also, so, by the way, hang on. Before you read part, I know there's a part two. Before you read that, I yes. wanted to ask real quick. Do you remember, other than us attending Christmas Eve service and that sort of thing, do you remember us ever having instilled upon us the true meaning of Christmas when we were younger? And I say that uh, because, like, 
I don't even remember ever buying a kind gift of? for any other family member until I like had a job and it was like in my mid teens. And even then, I don't well, know that well, I did. What do you think the true meaning is? Like, what the true meaning of, true of meaning? giving and receiving? Like the the the. I mean, not not from a religious yeah. perspective, but the giving and receiving of gifts. Meaning, did we ever give gifts? Like that? No, I know we didn't give gifts when we were kids. Receiving? I know we didn't, but I'm saying, was that ever instilled upon us? Like, hey, you guys are nine years old now, or, you know, you're nine, you're six. Maybe you can buy a gift for your brother. Like, I, that never even crossed my mind until I was in college. Well, I think I it like. did. I think, um, well, here's the thing, and I experienced yeah. it with my own children. Um, I think they may have asked, like, once or twice, can I can I go with you to buy Christmas gifts for my sister? For your sister. Yeah, yeah. And... The answer is always no, because you will tell them exactly what they got. You're not good at keeping secrets, either one of you. And thought about that. That's brilliant. Um, so there's that aspect. I mean, I I wouldn't say that like the true. <laughs> you're making it sound like Christmas is a responsibility that you must buy gifts for other people. I don't. I don't feel like no. that's the true meaning of Christmas. And that's fine. We can debate what the true meaning of Christmas is. But I, I guess my point is just that one aspect. Like, I feel like we were never pressured or there was never even a thought of me buying you or buying our parents a gift for many years. Yeah. And and we true. had money. I mean, we got, you know, we weren't like loaded. But I'm saying like we got, yes, I, you know, we had I allowances. And, even in our like tween to teenage years, we were not encouraged to save money to purchase gifts for other members of our family. Especially you. Money literally burned a hole in your pocket. Probably should have been. Could have been. (laughs) That's what I mean. mean, Honestly, what would have happened would would be, I'd say, well, I need 20 bucks or whatever to buy Scott something, so can you give it to me? And they'd either say yes or no. I mean, that would have been something, though. (laughs) I know. It would have started us walking down that path. I'm not sure it would have taught me a lesson about saving for Christmas or anything. No, I'm just, I, I just, I hear about, you know, friends or coworkers that say, yeah, when I was, you know, six years old, our family had this, you know, usually bigger families, but we had a gift exchange where everybody bought a gift for one other person. Yeah, I've heard that too. We definitely did. And I'm like, I, obviously our family right. wasn't nearly big enough to do that, but anyway. Part two. God. Who cares? Part Dear two. Scott, when our yes. son got married 10 years ago, we tried to establish a relationship with his wife. We found her to be strong-willed and controlling, and sadly accepted that she was determined to exclude us from their lives. Realized she didn't want to share him with anyone else. We spent no holidays together, but when I requested to see them once a year for my son's birthday, we would meet halfway for a meal to keep the visit short. Jesus. After they had two children, we were allowed to see them on their birthdays. Gifts were always accepted and we were thanked. As the years passed, we were also allowed some phone calls and Skyping. But now, since his father died last year... My son agrees with his wife that no further contact with me is necessary. Jesus. Wow. <laughs> I have two questions. Out. Do I continue to send gifts and cards to them? Second, if the children, now five and seven, five and seven are no longer all... Ugh. Let me start over. Second, Spit if out. the children, now five and seven, are no longer allowed to see me, do I change my will? Whoa. <laughs> Our poke and grandma took a real turn for the, like, bitch. I love it. <laughs> Fucking turn about his fair play, motherfucker. <laughs> so I That's don't a brilliant underst- move. I don't understand 
I guess these aren't connected. It just says letter one of two. I guess they did two letters on one day. Yeah, they're definitely not. That that's fine though. We're into this one now, and I have some. I didn't, nice re- thoughts, I so didn't realize that they. I thought they were related in some way. No, I I knew early on. I was like, this is not the same person, the same woman. Ultimately, I was like, oh, this is the grandma. <laughs> then she had two yeah. kids. So anyway. no, no, no. Okay. Is that the whole thing? Yes. <laughs> she ends with, if the grandchildren now five and seven are no longer allowed to see me, do I change my will? So. A lot of, as as is typical in these these Dear Abby things, or Dear Scott, Dear Todd, a lot of incomplete information in these letters. Heavy first editing of all, here. Yeah. The first thing you need to find out, or the first thing I need to know before I can answer is, what happened? What ha- Is there a falling out with your son? Did your son never love you? Does your son... Because she's no, no, clearly, no. she's speculating it's because of the daughter-in-law. I understand that. Yeah. Is he that manipulative sure. that he's going to turn away his own mother? Is that what we're supposed not, to believe? Not manipulative. He's manipulated. In, in is she that manipulative? Way. I said, is she manipulating him? Is she pulling the strings so much that she's convinced him to ignore his own mother for the rest of his life? Okay. If we believe that to be true, we'll go under that assumption. Yeah. We have to assume that's true since we have no other information. Then you keep sending the grandkids gifts because the grandkids are innocent in this and you absolutely cut your son and daughter-in-law out of the, out of the will <laughs> and you send them, you serve them with a certified copy of it and show that it's all going to the grandkids no, why would and you fuck that's them. Not gonna, that's not going to help the situation at all. But if the, the situation's beyond repair, if well, you, you, can, you can't that. even talk to him, you can't even maybe Skype with him. Maybe the wife will die. And then What's that? Coax your, maybe the wife will die and your mealy mouth son, you can coax him back uh, to your side. Are you are you saying she should kill the wife? No, I'm just saying. <laughs> oh, she'll just. Oh, okay. You maybe winked when you said maybe the wife will die. <laughs> <laughs> maybe or that she, bitch could run off the road on her way to Target one day. I don't or know. She has has a fall downstairs <laughs> <laughs> surreptitiously. Maybe you meet someone who can make that happen for you. Yeah, The Shining. Um, yeah. So uh, th- that. I know Abby's not going to say what I just said. Obviously, that's more of a jokey answer. But I also, I mean what I said here. I feel like I have no problem with you cutting them out of the will. If they've cut you out of their life, the inheritance is something that it's not just because you have the same last name. I feel the same way about any familial relationship. Just because you're my brother, my sister, my cousin, my son, my daughter, my parents. Like, it doesn't mean I have to get along with you. (laughs) And love you <laughs> endearingly. And with that, we close the curtain on the bro. No, it's it. But you know what I mean? Like you, you have to, it's, I don't, I'm not saying you have to earn it. You have a head start by being part of the family, but that doesn't mean you just get free shit. Like you have to be part know, of that I, person's I life. I feel the opposite. I feel like. Really? Yeah. I, I don't like the, uh, the inheritance or the will being used as leverage for, uh, I don't think it should be used as leverage relationship. No, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. She's basically saying if they're not going to, if they're not going to see me, I'm going to take away their, their money basically. Yeah. To me is a fool's errand. I mean, you can do that if you want, but that's not, it's not going to help you. If, if no, if you were to say, I'm going to cut you out of the will, if you don't let me see the grandkids, it's, it's only going to make the relationship worse. You know what I mean? Because you're not, you're saying like the only reason you have to stay in touch with me or pretend to like me is because I'm going to give you money when I die. 
that's but by not the same token, your relationship. But on the flip side of that coin, if they stay in the will, and this woman ultimately passes, now she goes no, on. She to the, falls down the stairs. <laughs> yeah, no, she goes on to the the grandmother goes on to the world beyond, and now she's looking down, and her asshole idiot son and her and his cunt of a wife are enjoying their life with her money. Fuck that. I, I'm all about spite. Even in death, even in death, I would be all about spite. I'd be like, no, that money's going to your kids and they get it when they're 35. So the parents will be mostly dead by the time the kids are able to even touch it. That's what right. I would do. I've read ahead and Abby d- does not provide a good answer either way on the, on the, uh, the will. Situation. Shocking. She is so noncommittal. How did she have a career for 35 years giving advice when she can't even fucking give advice? Go ahead. What did Abby say? She, she basically follows your advice, though. Dear heartbroken grandma, what a sad situation. Did she kill the daughter-in-law? Oh. If your grandchildren, no, that was my advice. If your grandchildren are not allowed to see you, then you really will no longer have a relationship. Continue trying to maintain contact, however, and perhaps the situation will improve later. You can do with your assets exactly as you please, but don't make any snap decisions now. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, look, I agree. I, you should continue. I agree with that too. Cards and things. Try to do what you can on your end to keep, like if they don't give them to the kids, there's nothing you could do, but yeah, there, I, I, I had that thought too. You could send gifts and the kids might never get it and they might never know their grandmother because the parents hide it from them. They're five and seven. They're a little young to do the proactive reaching out. Although your younger daughter keeps butt dialing me through Facebook <laughs> Messenger. So maybe I'm not giving enough credit. And she's only, I guess she's, she's seven. seven. Now, so, so she's as old as, as the eldest in this particular letter. But yeah, give it, a, I'm not saying do this today, but I'm saying give it, a, I, I agree with give it a few years to see if it changes. But if they keep shutting you out, like life's too short. I'm not going to keep trying and trying to get someone who has no affection for me, even though I bore them into this world. Yeah, the the sad part is like the grandchildren probably do like their grandmother like of course they do not allowing to her to see them that sucks right but there's there's nothing you can do about that what I mean true you're gonna come steal them kidnap them like the no, only I thing would, you can I do about that definitely is... would not recommend okay uh, kidnapping we are officially not recommending kidnapping here on the bro pod we are we are recommending hiring someone to get rid of the wife. <laughs> yeah, putting a hit out on your daughter-in-law, A-OK. Look for Walter White. He knows some people that can uh, make the situation go away, if you know what I mean. I know a guy who knows a guy, if you uh, know what I'm saying here. But, um, but Yeah, to me, the the will thing is like, if, if you want to cut him out, I kind of agree with Abby, that's fine, but it's not going to help your situation. It's, it's not going to make you feel any better. It's not really going to do anything. But it might. Once well, you know that door is shut do. and locked, she you cut them she out. She hasn't said this, but if does she have another yeah. son? Can she, uh, <laughs> you know, back channel this information? Like, hey, I'm giving all the money to you. This feels like an only child thing. The fact that he allowed <laughs> himself to be manipulated by his stupid cunt of a wife means he is definitely an only child. He has no backbone. He had no sibling to fight with as a kid. That's definitely what what's happening here. So, or I mean, just to maybe you talk to your son and say, you know. Something I've always wanted to do is really donate all of our our family's wealth and estate to the uh, local dog shelter, and I'll, I'll do it in your name or something that he doesn't like. <laughs> yeah, just as a big fuck you. <laughs> he's a big cat guy, and he's <laughs> and you're like, yeah. There's this specific home for for disabled <laughs> senior I heard about this thing dogs. where I can freeze myself, but it's going to take my entire life savings. So I'm definitely going to do that because uh. I'm hoping that. 
that I can be reanimated after you have died so I can see my grandchildren. But only my grandchildren can reactivate me? You don't have yes. the ability to do that? I will There'll be a sealed letter that is <laughs> delivered to them. I'm banking on them being good people because I know Cooper. you're not. It's a coin flip, but what are you going to do? You know, Ooh, you got to take a chance. That. No, well, I don't know. I wouldn't put anything in the hands of that son. You no, know, I'm saying it's, it's not likely that your kids are going to be good if their parents are both assholes. Oh, yeah. No, that's true. That's actually a good point. But still, it's it can't possible, be worse than. But <laughs> yeah, it can't be worse than do it, letting the son or the daughter-in-law do or, it. I mean, you could do the cats in the cradle thing, be like. Send letters to the grandkids and be like, hey, when you have kids, remember that your parents wouldn't let you see me and make sure they can't right. see your your kids. And tell them to fuck <laughs> off. Grandma said fuck off. Just keep it going. And generational hatred. For you. All, my, all my inheritance will go directly to you. You'll never have to work a day in your life as long as you tell Generational your hatred to fuck off. continues. <laughs> now that's some petty shit. You should do that. <laughs> Yeah. You can only receive this inheritance if you tell your parents to fuck off. These are all good ideas. Unfortunately, I'm guessing she's not going to take any of them. She's probably just going to keep trying until she dies. Who's she? Oh, the grandma. The grandmother. Yeah. The grandmother. Heartbroken grandma. Not related to. uh, Who was the other person? The Santa. Oh, Santa Liss. Santa Crusher? Yeah. Yeah, no, it was Santa Liss. Man, two miserable fucking people. I mean, this was yeah. December 21st, 2014. Two days. I mean, let's be honest. Before. If you're writing a letter to Dear Abby three days, four days before Christmas. Well, yeah, you might have not... written it. I mean, the Santa one seems like it was written in December, but the other one. Yeah, that's true. Anytime. They just got to it in December. It. Yeah, who knows? So well, many. We're almost uh, two hours in. Maybe we should wrap it up. We probably should. So many holes to the stories here on the uh, Dear Scott and Dear Todd segment. But we do thank you for uh, listening and uh, entertaining our entertainment attempts here with these letters. It's just a very fun segment. Lots of conversation could be had. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, at the end of this, it says, For an excellent guide to becoming a better conversationalist and a more sociable person, order How to Be Popular. Send your name and mailing address plus check or money order for $8 U.S. funds. To Dear Abby, blah, 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 blah. Shipping and handling are included in this price. We should buy that. <laughs> but there's got to be an easier okay. way than sending them a fucking check. Yeah, check or really money order. What way? year is this? I can't just, like, order it with a credit card. Buy online? Website? Yeah, can I Apple Pay? I mean, I don't have an Apple phone. <laughs> um, can, I, can I try something like that? I don't know if that's still a live can thing. I, can I send you a telegram? It's on their website. And isn't the web, is the website like GeoCities? I mean, we could have a situation here. To say under construction with a bad GIF image of a guy digging a hole or whatever with a hard hat on, a stick figure. Todd's researching this. You can buy it on Amazon. Oh, that okay. looks like you can just get it on Google. Oh, man, that improved very quickly. <laughs> Went from an $8 money order down to Amazon for six ninety nine, and now suddenly you can just get it on Google. Well, it's a Google uh, book. The internet. It, it's a pamphlet. It's 26 pages. Okay. Oh, it's just referenced. It doesn't have the actual text. But I bet oh. you could... Yeah, do a little search. You the old search Amazon bar. Pamphlet. Oh, it's out of print. Wow. It's literally like a Xeroxed 8.5 oh, by 11 thing. 
It's got a picture of Abby inside a heart. Man, I really want this now. <laughs> I mean, you do desperately need to figure out how to become a better conversationalist. So I feel like this would be a wise investment for you. And you can read excerpts next week on the pod or whenever it arrives. I don't know. It might come from God knows where on uh, horseback. I don't how so. there's like not a store. Like why, why wouldn't you have that it's so easy? I mean, clearly there's demand. We're proving it right now. Abs, there's demand for your product or a state of abs. Come on, get your shit together. I don't know what they're doing. Email them and say, hey, can I buy this? Not through fucking snail mail. Man, you're going to far greater lengths than I thought you ever would to get this. But (laughs) I'm not going to do it. Hopefully it's entertaining. Hopefully it's worth it. Good for the pod. Good for the pad. Anyway, so Todd, that's going to be Todd's directive and objective for next week. Or again, it might take a while to get to him. Who knows how it's shipped? But uh, hopefully, we'll have how to become a better conversationalist. Is it? Is it? Uh, can I assume it's no, written it's by Abigail? Popular. What's how to be popular? Oh, you definitely need that even more so. Um, it doesn't. It was, doesn't look like there's an easy way to get it though. Yeah, yeah. We'll figure it out. Keep researching. Um. Anyway, but we are now probably at the longest pod we've ever done. That's not true. I think one of the ones where we were doing the uh, the 100 topics or whatever, we went almost right at two hours. So, but definitely uh, one of the longest pods we've ever done. So thank you for listening. If you remember from way back when, this pod is brought to you by HelloFresh. Um, use coupon code BROPOD for 25% off your next week's order of HelloFresh, and we appreciate the patronage. We get a little kickback, so anything you could do there is awesome sauce, and we thank you very much for that. Um, check out BroPod on Twitter and Instagram, the underscore bro underscore pod. As we discussed earlier, thank you, Stephen, for the write-in. Uh, you can shoot us an email at thebropodnetwork at gmail.com, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Find us online at bropodnetwork.com. We're on Facebook. We're on all the shits. You can see us, you can hear us, you can listen to us. We love us. We love you. Thank you for listening. And until next week, everybody. Peace. Peace.